Begin the morning by saying to thyself, I shall meet with the busybody, the ungrateful, arrogant, deceitful, envious, unsocial. All these things happen to them by reason of their ignorance of what is good and evil. But I, who have seen the nature of the good that is beautiful, and of the bad that it is ugly, and the nature of him who does wrong that is akin to me, not only of the same blood or seed, but that it participates in the same intelligence and the same portion of the divinity. I can neither be injured by any of them, for no one can fix on me what is ugly, nor can I be angry with my kinsman, nor hate him. For we are made for cooperation, like feet, like hands, like eyelids, like the rows of the upper and lower teeth. To act against one another, then, is contrary to nature, and it is acting against one another to be vexed and to turn away. Book 1. Work intelligently with what is given, not wasting time fantasizing about flawless people and perfect choices. Never do anything, not even the smallest thing, if it's unimportant. Regard obstacles as opportunities for the exercise of reason. Guard the mind from false opinions and harmful desires. If we fail to exercise self-censorship and judgment, then we are the ad man's dream, and our lives are not our own. Good life begins in the mind, but one cannot realize the good life cut off from a good society. Book 2 Take the time to concentrate your mind in the acquisition of some new and useful knowledge, and stop it from fluttering about. Nothing is more pathetic than feverishly circling the earth and probing into its depths to guess what other people are thinking, while all the time failing to realize that one only needs to attend to the inner spirit and to serve it with unswerving devotion. Even the slightest act should have some end in mind. Book 4. Never act without purpose and resolved, or without the means to finish the job. Nowhere is a vacation home more private and peaceful than in one's own mind. Take this vacation and charge your spirit but not beyond what is necessary to send you back to your work free of anxiety and full of vigor. Nothing outside the mind can disturb it. Trouble comes from the mind's opinion of what lies outside it. To be happy, limit your activities to a few. Do what is necessary and no more. Remove not only unnecessary actions, but also superfluous ideas that inspire needless acts. The man who fails to understand what goes on in the world is a fugitive running from the law. Change is never good nor bad. Judgment about change is not helpful. Book 5. Were you born for enjoyment? Look at the plants, ants, spiders, and bees, all busy at their working, welding the world. Why should you hesitate to do your part? If it is good to say or do something then it is even better to be criticized for having said or done it. Be like a vine that bears its fruit and asks for nothing more than the pleasure of producing grapes. A dog hunts, a bee makes honey, and one man helps another. What does not hurt the community cannot hurt the individual. Every time you think you've been wronged, apply this rule. If the community isn't hurt by it, then neither am I. But what if the community is hurt? Then don't be angry with the person who caused the injury, just help him to see his mistake. Book 6 Factual discrepancies allow you to see things for what they are. Whenever something makes ambitious claims for itself, 
lay those claims bare by stripping away all the fancy dress and exposing the naked facts. When you flatter yourself that you are engaged in some worthy enterprise, then you are most easily deceived. Prove to me that I am mistaken, and I will gladly change. Harm comes from persisting in error and clinging to ignorance. Think of virtues and talents of those around you. The sight of these splendid qualities in our friends, keep them in mind. The happiness of those who want to be popular depends on others. The happiness of those who seek pleasure fluctuates with moods outside their control, but the happiness of the wise grows out of their own free acts. You always own the option of having no opinion. Things you can't control are not asking to be judged by you. Leave them alone. Learn to concentrate on what those around you are saying. Enter as deeply as possible into the mind of each speaker. Book 7 the measure of a man is the worth of the things he cares about. Those who are affected by outward circumstance will find something to complain about. Make a break in between those two. Every moment provides us with opportunities to exercise the virtue of thought. Nothing is new or unimaginable. Everything is familiar and serviceable. To live each day as if it were your last, without speeding up or slowing down or pretending to be other than what you are. This is perfection of character. How ridiculous not to avoid wronging others, which I have the power to do, while wishing to avoid being wronged by others whose actions are beyond my control. When you have done something well and someone else has benefited from it, why do you crave yet a third reward, to be thanked or to be repaid? Book 8 Refuse to, approve, refuse to approve ideas that are false or foggy. Direct energies only to the common good. Don't go looking for equality in individual cases. Make your comparisons by examining large samples and total outcomes. No one should ever hear you complaining about palace life. No one, not even your own ears. No man feels any regret for failing to indulge in a pleasure. Pleasure, therefore, is neither useful nor good. Be happy if each act you perform contributes to a fulfilling and complete life. No one can prevent you from doing this. What if some outside circumstance stands in the way? Not even that can stop you from acting justly, wisely, and reasonably. By welcoming the obstacle, by calmly adapting your actions to it you will be able to do something else in harmony with your goals. If you're troubled by something outside yourself, it isn't the thing itself that bothers you, but your opinion of it. You have the power to immediately revoke this opinion. Men exist for the sake of one another. Teach them to be better or put up with them. Book 9 Deceit, hypocrisy, luxury, and pride. Flee this plague. The corruption of your mind and soul is a plague far more deadly than any pollution. You are most likely to find a clod of dirt detached from the earth than a man entirely cut off from mankind. Whether in sickness or in any other circumstance, let no difficulty or hardship cause you to abandon philosophy or to tune to the gossip of the foolish and uneducated. When somebody's behavior offends you, find fault instead with yourself for failing to anticipate his offensive behavior. Your ability to reason should have told you that he would misbehave. Having done a good deed, what more do you want? To be paid? Do the eyes demand payment for seeing? Or the feet fees for walking? Book 10. The high-minded place reason above fame, death, 
and the like. Stop all this theorizing about what a good man should be. Be it. Either you go on living here at the center of things, or you withdraw from active life and move away. Or you die and your work is done. There is no other choice but these. What is the very best you can say or do with the material you have to work with? Whatever this is, you can say or do it. Make no excuse by claiming that something prevents you. Book 11. The rational mind looks and delves into itself, molds itself to its own liking, and enjoys the fruit it bears. No situation is better suited for the practice of philosophy than the one you're in now. Stand guard in both respects. Be tough-minded in thought and action while being gentle to those who oppose or annoy you. It is as much a weakness to become harsh as it is to shrink from action and relent without fear. The soul remains a perfect spear when it neither pushes out after something nor shrinks back into itself. To live an exemplary life, remain indifferent to the things that are themselves indifferent. Nothing can oblige us to form an opinion of it. Things don't force themselves upon us. No one can be blamed for seeking his own good. Ask of everything, where did it come from? Of what is it made? Into what is it changing? What will it be after it is changed? It isn't what others do that troubles you. You are bothered by your opinions of what they do. Rid yourself of those opinions and your troubles will go away. Remind yourself that you aren't disgraced by what others do. Shun temptations of the mind by saying to yourself, This is an idle speculation. This isn't what I really think. Book 12 I marvel at how men love themselves more than others, while at the same time caring more about what others think of them than what they think of themselves. Be a boxer, not a gladiator. The gladiator takes up his sword only to put it down again. But the boxer is never without his fist, and he only has to clench it. Only a fool or stranger on this planet will be surprised by anything in his life. If it's not right, don't do it. If it's not true, don't say it. Whatever causes you to be upset has always happened and will always happen, and even now is happening everywhere. It is indeed a hard undertaking, and I do not say that the philosopher can always keep the same pace, but he can always travel the same path. Seneca the Younger